Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Musical Splaining Podcast. I am your host and resident ill person, Confidarian. And I am down with the sickness, Angelina Mian. Oh, 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 wow. Oh, right? Is that how it went? I see. I know I, there was. That sounded more like a. <laughs> that sounded more like a little kid. Wow. 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 You know, I, I, I figured, you know, because we've had Limp Biscuit in here. I, why can't we bring in some? Wait, was that was that standard disturbed? Down I think it was si- disturbed. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Don't, I don't really remember. I've tried to block out that whole era of new metal, to be totally honest with you. You, you you've blocked out things like that cover of um, um, Blue Monday by Orgy and and. Uh, oh my God, Orgy, the best band of the millennium. The, the I remember Papa seeing Roach. What, <laughs> Papa Roach. Yeah. Bay Area natives. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I've blocked it out. Just so you guys know, uh, I am okay. I'm feeling a little bit ill, so that's why my voice is like this. But hopefully by the time we record part two, I'll be back to my usual sexy self. Yeah, everyone just, um, you know, in the tradition of Peter Pan, clap your hands for Kava right Wee! now so that he recovers uh, <laughs> swiftly. Yeah, yeah. Comic-Con <laughs> was fun. It, w- it was intense. Just yeah. nonstop talking. I've been on I've been on vocal rest, too, for like the past two, three days. Yeah. I've barely been talking. What a diva. I completely lost my voice by the end of it. I know. I'm <laughs> such, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to preserve these golden chords. <laughs> Seriously. No. I'm like, it's no. such a weird place to be where I'm like, I'm not a singer. I'm a podcaster. Sure. But I was like, oh, literally like not being able to talk has affected my uh, my ability to create anything. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so today we're here to talk about um, a musical that I've never heard of. Oh, not at all. Not a yeah. single, not a single iota of this. You have never I, heard of. I don't know. I, <laughs> so, I don't know anything about it. it so when I say uh, the words last five years, yeah, when I say the words the last five years, like it, it rings nothing besides like, oh, man, I survived the last five years. Like, what yeah, about the last five like, fucking COVID years was the last five years? Right. Yeah. Right. Like living in Hollywood was the last five years. Yeah. A lot had happened. But no, I don't I don't I know nothing about this. I've never even heard. Was this. Um, a Jason Siegel movie? Did I make that up? No, but it was. I what mean, I we're talking about the movie version of it today. But Jason Siegel is not in this movie. Uh, it is an Anna Kendrick, oh. uh, Jeremy Jordan, which kind of has the same. I don't know. Bounces Jason Siegel to it, like I guess. But yeah, I don't know why I thought that. Then okay, so there was a movie that was the last five years. Yes, yes, that is that is what. We're okay, <laughs> I didn't. I, I don't think I realized it was a musical as well, sure. but okay. Yes, it is a musical. I thought it was like a romantic comedy of some sort from based on the posters. It's like they're in bed, like gripping Ye- pillows or something. Sure, is yeah, that, right? that sounds about right. Yeah, You're yeah. You're like, sure, why not? Yeah, absolutely. No, <laughs> it's just it, in bed for five years? It is like a romantic dramedy so you're like you're like right about that part like those those are the vibes it is okay and this is going to be an interesting episode to me because I, I think I was thinking about this earlier um so the composer who 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 wrote this is Jason Robert Brown he's a very prolific and very popular um contemporary theater composer here um I think the way you mm-hmm. feel about Stephen Sondheim is the way I feel about Jason Robert Brown oh, so where it's what he's right. yeah cilantro gene cilantro gene I have a cilantro like gene so. it's it, it, that's what I have for Jason Robert Brown which is to say I don't I don't dislike his work there's just a lot of it like that does not necessarily click for me that I well I still respect it but so put it getting that out of the way right now uh the last five years um has never been on Broadway but it, it it started as a show that was staged basically in Chicago and then um 
found its audience when it moved uh, off Broadway. So 2002 is when it made its off Broadway debut. And um, a couple of years later, I was going to college and it was kind of like the like, oh, shit, man, have you heard this show? This is like the last five years. This is like the really good shit. Um, and, you know, it's all a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds saying this too, like it, like experiencing the okay. show is like the most profound it's about society. It's about, society. <laughs> it's about it's about it's actually when we'll get into it into into the notes about what it's actually about. But like at the time, it was like there will never be a more profound show that I've ever heard that is about relationships. Me who has never had sex once. Um, so like, <laughs> like, uh, oh, or, I'm still that way. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> one day, you guys, one day, one day, one day. So, so maybe the show will, you'll really like this show. Cause you'll be like, wow, this is really profound. Um, but no, like I remember this show, uh, going to like, there were like live journal trading communities back in the day for just like oh trading. Oh my God, you're Did, dating yourself. I know, live I know. journal. Live journal. And uh, there was, well, you know, all sorts of like just uh, communities where you could just trade one, just albums of any sort. This is all very highly illegal, but you know, it was live journal and they don't give a mm. shit. Um, so you could just like, you we're know. get arrested after this show. I know. Yeah, <laughs> this is my. It's going to be like, knock, knock, knock. They're yeah. at your door. Oh my God, look out. It's Lars Ulrich. Yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Lars Arnold is going to come and beat the shit out of me uh, for talking about this. <laughs> but no, this is like me confessing to my criminal past. Um, I found the last five years on a specifically musical uh, trading company, uh, uh, live journal community. And everyone was like, oh, my God, you have to listen to this. This, this is like going to change your life. And I definitely like back in, you know, my freshman year of college. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to interject here and say like a, a, a musical changing live journal. It's like. You and I led such different lives at that. <laughs> that's, that's we would, not, we would like, not have been friends. It's like this is 20 years ago and I'm like, I still barely understand what all of that means, let alone at the time. I wouldn't have really known what that means. But <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God, it's so different. And I'm like, what the fuck was I doing in 2002? We, I, I am dying to know, actually, because I'm sure it was like a lot more interesting than what I was doing in 2002. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I was in art school. I'm not by I'm not by no means saying that I was cool. I just sure. mean that like I was in a different kind of nerd. But oh, it's sure. just funny. Yeah, anyway, no, I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, no, no. So basically, like, yeah, they're basically a live journal community was like a public forum where you could like trade shit and like you could do it privately too. But anyway, so I found it and I remember listening to it at the time and like it did like I, I really loved it as someone like who was 17, 18 years old at the time. I was like, this is the most like mm-hmm. insane thing I've ever listened to in my life. And now, you know, as I've gotten older, I, I'm not mad at myself for feeling the way I felt about it. But like the show hasn't really like aged with me is I guess um, my sure. feelings about it. I don't I don't dislike it. I do. It isn't. We'll get into it again more, but it is still a very, very popular like show, especially for community theaters. But just in is general, it easy to put on. Is that why? Like yes. not too complicated? And, yes. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty easy to put on. But like at the time, putting myself back in my shoes then. Yeah. Freshman in college, meeting all my new musical theater friends through like, you know, elective groups that we did. Uh, just sh- sitting down in a dorm room and like putting on the last five years for like my friends who hadn't heard it yet. And then just being like, Oh my God, you know? And it was like such a special like bonding moment. And this is like around the time of like, I guess like Avenue Q and, 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 and wicked. And I guess spring awakening. Um, it came a couple of years before mm-hmm. spring awakening, but like just kind of like when Broadway shows started going, I think we've talked about this before, like skewing away from big, you know, wicked's the exception to this, but like big operatic sure. Andrew Lloyd Webber esque style. Um, shows like this is a very like scaled down show and yeah you'll see in the notes what i mean when it's easy to put on uh it was it was like the hotness like and now you can't go anywhere the the hotness yeah you can't go anywhere (laughs) without people using songs from it for auditions or singing it at like cabarets it's like now like 
I guess not not played out, but played out. <laughs> you know, like okay, yeah, okay. yeah. At least and amongst theater this, fans. Uh, this this Jason Robert Brown person. What are some of the shows that he's done that you said he's like you know pretty popular? Is there anything I would have known? I don't think it's any. There's anything you would know. Um, he's he's won multiple Tony Awards. He's won a Tony Award for a Parade, which is a um incredible. I do like I do like Parade. I think if I like any of his musicals the most like this parade is my favorite you want a tony for that um he did 13 which i think helped launch the career of ariana grande um oh my goodness yeah which uh, one's 13 i don't i don't think i I know six i don't know it's like almost half of 13 (laughs) lots of numbers here uh so many numbers um (laughs) Uh, nine. Um, but, uh, uh, 13 is about, I, I, I've only, I only loosely know what it's about. This is like basically my, my, uh, kind of cultural blind spot here, but basically the the whole thing about it was, it starred adolescent kids, like kids and like young teenagers. And it was about being at the age of, you know, being in that period of life and actually having, you know, not adults playing that, but kids doing that. And Ariana Grande was in the original cast of that. If I'm not mistaken, please comment on if I'm wrong here. But like that is my understanding I'm sure of 13. We'll hear all about it if it's incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. They will let you know. Although I got so much like nice feedback for our last episode, so now I'm used to that, and you can't you can't hurt my feelings anymore. But uh, <laughs> he also just did the bridges. They of Medicine. really did love the last one. Yeah, yeah. So shout out, thanks, guys. Um, but uh, he also just did uh, the bridges of Madison County. He has a show with Billy Crystal right now, and the name is escaping me entirely. Like it's a Billy Crystal vehicle that is on Broadway right now. And the name is actually like I had it and now it's gone. So yeah. The last five years is a 2014 musical comedy drama written and directed by Richard Lagravenez. 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 He's a Lagravenez. He's he's like a a prolific screenwriter of some sorts. He's directed multiple Hollywood movies, but I'm going to be real. This looks like someone's first movie. I see. Yeah, yeah. Based on the 2001 off-Broadway musical drama of the same name, uh, starring Anna Kendrick of Trolls World Tour fame and Jeremy (laughs) Jordan. Yes. Um, I forget. Did you see Jeremy Jordan when you saw Little Shop of Horrors? I forget. Because he's like... don't remember. Well, well then we'll, we'll, we'll sit and think on that one. Uh, that was just a question. But um, Richard Legravenace has also directed like um, P.S. I Love You. Uh, he did Freedom Writers. Um, and uh, he wrote the screenplay for The Bridges of Madison County and A Little Princess. So he, oh, he, like, like he's, he's worked, you know, <laughs> he's been around. You know, I th- I'm pr- I think he was there for he looks familiar. So I think he was there for Little Shop gotcha. because originally it was Jonathan Groff. Right. And then. Right. Um, and then I think Jeremy Jordan took over for him. So, yes, I believe yeah. I'm pretty sure that was him. Oh, man. Dang. So um, okay. you're 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 basically yeah. like a fan boy. Yeah. You like you love him. Yeah. Well, the, the kids love Jeremy Jordan. So I will just put that out there. And then Anna Kendrick, as we've talked about, Trolls World Tour. Trolls World Tour. Is there, <laughs> is there a stage of that that we can go see? Yeah, right. right exactly. No, it's been like the thing in our house lately. Like we haven't watched it, but they play like the big song. From one of the movies at Joe's daycare. And so, like, she always wants to watch the video for that. And so, a, a part of me was thinking, like, fuck, we're going to have to do Trolls World Tour for an episode, aren't we? Um, it's coming. The stage musical is based on features music and lyrics by the aforementioned Jason Robert Brown. Mm-hmm. Jason Bobby Brown. Uh, traditionally featuring only two actors in the cast. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Okay. Yep. Uh, the last five years explores the romantic relationship between Kathy Hyatt, 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 like the hotel, like the hotel, but with an I instead of a Y. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a would-be actress and Jamie Wellerstein, her boyfriend slash husband, and young novelist with a promising future. Each song alternates point of views between Kathy and Jamie, with Jamie starting from the beginning of their relationship in chronological order, and Kathy starting from the end of their marriage in reverse chronological order, with the two characters only meeting once in the same space at the midpoint of the show. Ooh. Will Kathy's acting career ever take off? Will Jamie's sudden fame ruin the marriage he has built with Kathy? Is this another show about a young male artist who is just too genius for his own good? All this and more in the last five years. That was that was like you couldn't you, you know narrate a trailer with that kind of like gristle in your <laughs> voice right now. Got a lot like, of grit. Like hear that in Dolby, like T H X or whatever. There's there's how you pivot right there. But yes, the last five years. Uh, Originally staged in Chicago in 2001, the last five years made its off-Broadway debut on March 2nd, 2002, under the direction of Daisy Prince. It closed on May 5th, 2002. While it has never been produced on Broadway, the show has received dozens of major staging since, both in the United States and abroad. So people still are like into this, it sounds like, huh? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this one that we've been getting like a lot of? Yes. Yeah. A lot of people are like, so what are you doing the last five years? When are you doing the last five years? And it's just kind of like, I've, I've seen this movie before and I remember just kind of being like, okay. You know, so like <laughs> I haven't thought much about it since the movie came out because I saw it when it did come out. And I was like, not excited, but tepidly interested in seeing how it translated to film. Because as we've said in the notes, it's traditionally uh, staged with only two actors. So, uh, which, which you can get away with a lot of different things as we've talked about many times on stage than you can on film and vice versa. And to me, this is like sure. a very show for the stage, you know, like, okay. So some of, some of the problems I, or is, issues I guess I had with it, or just like, you kind of have to make some, I don't know, really, really heavy handed choices to make it work on film. Like, I don't know. I, that's my memory of it. Like that. It was just I'm very assuming like, they have more than two characters yes. then at this point. Yes, yes, okay, yeah. Good, yeah, because they're going to want to go through the whole. Otherwise, it doesn't translate. Yeah, yeah. So basically, like, I remember the film feeling like a series of vignettes, um, honestly, and like, you know, filled out with extras and stuff. And the traditionally, um, the first stagings of it, especially um, only have them meet at the midway point of the show. Like even even in their own songs, they are not in the same room with each other. But I've seen productions where they have done that or I've seen college productions where they you know they have to have more roles for people because it's a college theater group so like they'll add in extras in the background or try and make a chorus out of it and I do not think that works no offense to any college that has done that but yeah so it's it's kind of like a very challenging like experience uh, thinking about the show and then like seeing how it plays out on film great looking forward yeah. to that by the way <laughs> I just uh, looked it up real quick it's the five-year engagement was the Jason Siegel movie that I was oh okay so, so the- I, I had the five years in there but <laughs> I, like I was just like good good for you try and pulling it out but you actually like that does yeah. pull from actually something that exists okay I mean yes, like no, honestly it- if you had told me this movie starred Jason Segal I would have believed you too like <laughs> the, the dude character is very much like that type in my opinion so yeah that's 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 the last five years um I, I haven't watched it since I've gotten married and had kids and um oh, yeah so not I have, watched it in the last five years no I've not watched it literally <laughs> Zing, that's good. So I am am very excited to uh, revisit it. You know, again, I I feel bad because I preface this show by saying like, oh, you know, this isn't my favorite. And I do try to like enjoy things these days. So I I am excited to watch it again. Why? I don't know. Is it like the world's in some sort of hell cycle (laughs) right now? I don't know. But yeah. Um, Yeah. And I'm also excited because like we have not talked about Jason Robert Brown at all on this show. And uh, yeah, it's it's a whole new world. 
the guy who wrote 13, this right. show I've never heard of. <laughs> a show I've never heard of. But now heard. I know. At least it's easy to remember. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 13. It's it's one up from 12 and one down from 14. If you could, <laughs> if you could do that, then you're good. Then you're golden. Okay. Um, <laughs> anything else I should know about before we go watch this uh, um, adequately satisfactory film? I will put this into your head. Uh, it's a very interesting tidbit. Uh, Jason Roberts, Robert Brown's ex-wife sued him for this show. So, really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, we'll get more into it in, into the notes, but just just some Ooh. fun, a fun tidbit of information to to keep in the back of your mind. Yeah, drama, drama, yeah. drama. Yeah, there's oh a backstory goodness. here. Oh, oh, also, I did want to okay. ask: Did you recognize Daisy Prince? Who Daisy wh- Prince? No. Who do you think she's related to? Daisy Prince? I don't yeah. know. Oh, no. She is okay. our old friend Hal Prince's daughter. Um, Hal Prince, who has oh, directed okay, half okay, of, okay. about half of the things we've right, watched like on everything. this. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> yeah, so so Daisy Prince was the first person to direct this show and, and has come back and directed it, I think, multiple times at this point. But this, yeah. this is how tired I am, is that I was like, was she related <laughs> to Prince? And then she's I'm like, like, wait, no, that's not... <laughs> yeah, uh, she's the artist formerly known as Daisy Prince. Daisy um, Prince, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I think that's about it. So um, I, okay. I will talk to you. Right. Feel better. Yeah. Um, Le- thank I, you. <laughs> this, I hope uh, this hopefully, show- this show is going to be like a warm bowl of chicken soup that will make me, that'll rejuvenate me and make me feel better. Yes. I hope that's how it works out for you. <laughs> too we'll bad, find too out. bad that no one can see the zoom right now. Your facial expression was priceless. So it's just sort of like, Meh. I, okay, I, sure. I caught a glimpse of myself and it's like that episode of the Simpsons where they go over to the, the Shelby villain, steal their lemon tree and one of them bites into a lemon yeah, and their yeah, mouth yeah, puckers exactly. up. Like it was, it was that face. That was it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're going to go watch the last five years and yep. then we'll come back five years later and discuss it. Yeah. So, you know, sit down for a while. It's going to be a long time. <laughs> Positive vibes. And we're back. Five years later. (laughs) A whole five years later. I feel like I'm a different person. Yeah, the podcast got official and then we dissolved it and then we had to look back on why we broke up the podcast in the first place. Leading to yeah, some yeah. You know, very and he then, said, she said kind of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of like, I could never rescue Kava, like, <laughs> like weird s- shit going on. Like, it was an intense experience for all. It was lovely. <laughs> it was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> was it lovely, Kava? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I w- I'm not saying that you kick me while I was down while I'm sick, but, you know, I definitely felt... <laughs> Anyway, the last five years. The last five years. The last five years is a story about yes. a couple. It's basically the memento of musicals is is the note that I made. It's, yes. This is Christopher Nolan's yes. favorite musical, I imagine, because it's like the story's <laughs> going forward and backward at the same time. Yeah. There's always like there is a very like tragic like woman who needs to be like rescued and shit. And yeah. um, Jamie is basically Batman. Uh, you're getting his origin story. <laughs> yes. It's about a relationship starting and ending at the same time. And we get to see it as we oh, said yes. in the first half, uh, going through both right, directions. Right. Uh, and it starts yes. with, I, I don't know what anyone's name is in this movie. I'm just remembering. Uh, I just, just Anna <laughs> Kendrick like characters. Yeah. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Anna Sorry, Kendrick. That's amazing. I can only remember her as Anna Kendrick in every film. It's just, Anna it's Kendrick. always Anna Kendrick. I can't, I don't know any yeah, characters. Yeah, she, she is Anna she's Kendrick. Like, she's always Anna Kendrick in every film. So it's always just like, that's her character's yeah. name. Anyway, Anna Kendrick she's is Anna Mar- Kendrick in Trolls World Tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's. The next movie we're watching. 
Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so it okay. starts with her getting a uh, a dear John letter. I think is what they call him, right? When you get dumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By her husband. I think his name's Jamie, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. It's Jamie. Jamie and Kathy are their names. Jamie and Kathy. Jamie's like, it's over. I can't do this anymore. And she's a sad girl. And then. Yeah. It's sort of. Yeah. She's know, like, what about you, Jamie? What about you? What yeah. about you? And then like. All of this is just told in a series of vignettes, basically, which I think is a helpful way to explain this. Yeah, plot. the plot is just like he's a uh, I guess in in linear time, it's like they meet and like it's cool. And then his career picks up. He's like a he's a novelist. She's an aspiring actress slash um, like Broadway person who wants to be on Broadway. His yeah. career takes off. She feels like she's his sort of, you know, not arm candy, but she's just sort of there to support him while his career is taking off. And she's sort of like, why isn't my career taking off? He's like, yeah. dude, I tried to be supportive of your career. And but I why do you make me feel bad about my career being good? Yeah. And then. Yeah. Why are you so jealous of me? Yeah. Like, basically, basically. And then he and then he fucks a bunch of other women as and, one does. Yeah. Instead of uh, dealing yeah. with it. But. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they divorce but like that's the short that's, but like do we want to like go through yeah. it number no, yeah I mean, yeah yeah I mean, that's do literally the whole it? plot of it yeah we can talk about the music and stuff but yeah literally the plot is they get together they get married and then they break up because you know it just doesn't work out the thing that is like very striking to me about this movie um versus like seeing the stage show because i went and watched a couple of versions of this mm-hmm. um and i think it this is like to me a a demonstrative example of like why things don't always need to be put on film. Um, <laughs> well, you know, what? I, I, I think it might also just be because of the way it was done on film. But continue your point. I'll, I'll push back. on. Sure, that. sure. Yeah. Or I guess not why it shouldn't be filmed, but why, like when you take a very high concept stage show, like we joked about Sunday in the Park with George, but I honestly am like, yeah, I don't think I'd actually want to see a film version of Sunday in the no, Park with George, yeah. you know, like. Like, because it's one of those things that, like, it works so well on the stage, and a lot of it is just because of, like, what you can get away with. On, not get away with, but what the stage lends No, I, I, to, I, I totally understand what you're saying, yeah. I was thinking of that when I was watching this, or I was like, I don't, you know, obviously I didn't really enjoy it, but I'm like, it makes perfect sense that this would be, like, it's two people on a stage, it's very intimate, it's about this, it's, yeah, it almost yeah. feels like you're in their sort of bedroom together, like, while they confess yeah. all this stuff that's happened, like that's in this very yes. private thing where I'm like, okay, I can see how yeah. that would not translate to film, but would actually play very well on a stage if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. Like when you watch it with two really, really talented performers, like I, so <laughs> I'm trying to like preface all of this by saying like, I did not enjoy this movie, but I understand why people like it. And, you know, going back and watching actual stage versions of it, um, it, it's a complete, it takes on a completely different tone. Like even mm-hmm. like how much, the character of Jamie is just so god awful and likable. It it works better on stage because yeah, it feels like it's two actors just with contrasting monologues, yeah, telling you a really good story. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like like because because like in in the original production of it, whenever if they were ever on stage outside of like the wedding song, you know, the other person who is not singing the song would be in darkness and just kind of like still like a statue. And you mm-hmm. know, it's more like they're they're singing this out. To, to Kathy or Jamie, but mostly to the audience, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so, like, you're getting, like, this glimpse of introspection. It's almost like you're, like, their marriage therapist hearing right, all right. this shit. Yeah, and yeah. just being like, where's this? Like, nope. It's, <laughs> yeah. That's it. Where is this? Yeah. Just, like, the silence, like, says a lot of it. Yeah. Although, yeah, I, yeah, I, like and, it, and I'll echo your sentiment, too, where I think, like, yes, you're right. I could see, it's very obvious why people who are into the genre of, uh, not genre, but who, who like musicals, 
the songs are very like musically, like it's a clever conceit. Like I can see why people, particularly the our audience who listens to our podcast, who probably wanted us to cover this. Like you guys, I get it. Like it's very obvious and clear why you would like this. I do not shit on you guys for liking this, even though I didn't like it, but it makes total sense why somebody would like this who already, it, it almost feels like it's, it fits really neatly into like all this other stuff that already exists. Like it's a companion sure, yeah. piece. Yeah. Yeah. Like it definitely like, like um, I'd read somewhere once that Jason Robert Brown, like originally it was like, well, I really love Sweeney Todd and I really love Sunday in the park with George. And I wanted to write stuff like that or else I was going to go be a rock star or something like that. Really? It was like his thing. <laughs> and like a- after rewatching Sunday in the park with George, and you know, we've been doing a lot of this, um, a lot of the shows that we've done or movie adaptations of them mm-hmm. have just been about, you know, t- like tortured artists who, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, fuck up with love when art gets mixed into that. And seeing it right after Sunday in the park with George, I, cause like I said earlier in the first act that I really liked the show when I was 18 or 19 mm-hmm. and I'm going to be honest, like revisiting it at least through the film version, I, it, it left me in, in a very different position <laughs> than, than what I'd been when I last listened to it. Like I was just like, Oh no, 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 no. And like, again, I still get why people like this show, but the, the movie really highlights like what doesn't things about, about it, it that are not apparent in the show, like the stage version of it. Mm. Um, and part of it, part of that is like, because like you are just basically um, hanging out with two people in the stage show. And then you're having this movie where um, the director, Oh gosh, uh, La Grevenice, Martin La Grevenice, mm-hmm. like, uh, the director is just kind of finding every hyper literal way he can to find a reason for, for why these people are singing to each other. Yeah. I really think you hit the nail on the head with like, you're in on this like couples therapy session. Like I could imagine how that would make perfect sense in a show, but like that doesn't translate to film because it's, you don't feel like trapped in a room with them necessarily. And then they're just sort of like telling you all this stuff that you're like, maybe I shouldn't be hearing about all this kind of stuff, this kind of shit. So they try and make it filmic, but like even from the opening of it, because it just starts with her crying and singing. It's, um, uh, what was her name? Kathy. Kathy. I'm still hurting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still hurting. Singing. I'm still hurting. Which, yeah. you know, a sort of a golden rule film is like you don't you don't assume that the audience gives a shit about your characters off the bat. Like you have to do a little work to make them give a fuck about. Who, and I'm sort of like, why do I give a shit about Anna Kendrick crying? I'm like, cool, whatever. Fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes there's just a like very funny sentence that doesn't make any sense in your brain. Why it's funny, but like, why do I give a shit about Anna Kendrick crying is like a T-shirt. Which, for me. Like, <laughs> which again, I, I don't judge people who do like Anna Kendrick crying and sort of inherently feel sympathy for her. And, and I understand that this is sure. this is not a story. This is not a movie that's meant for me. Like it wasn't created for like mm-hmm. me as an audience. So, you know, sure. take that. Yeah, I, I take this take this all with a grain of salt. But like in terms of just the mechanics, it's like it doesn't do any of that. It just sort of expects you to be on board with these characters and their struggles all the way through. And it expects you to kind of care and be on their side yeah. without doing any of the work yeah. at all. And, and frankly, it's like, I, I don't say this lightly considering all the movies that we've, we've covered and all the musicals that we've watched, but this might actually sure. be like the widest musical that we've covered out of, out of all of them. <laughs> Agreed. Um. <laughs> there's just, there's no conflict. There's just no conflict. It's like, Okay, right. like I, I, I get the whole sentiment of like, okay, you're young and it's like your first relationship and all that. But it's like, yeah. Jesus Christ, I'm like, dude, you get to be a novelist and you're trying to be an actress. Yeah, I, there's no struggle for money at any point. Like there's no real it's just there's there's no conflict. Everything is going to work out for you regardless. Right. Like, again, like the thing about the stage show, again, it, 
with like the whole idea, even though like that's not necessarily the conceit, but just like this almost idea that you are the filter for these conversations yeah. between Jamie and Kathy. Like mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you can accept that you don't know everything about them. It leaves sure. a lot of your brain to fill in the spaces, especially because you're making all these leaps in time where like suddenly things are great and then suddenly they're terrible, you know, and like you don't really get the in between of that. So your brain has to kind of do all that work. Yeah. Whereas this is kind of like. Um, so when Jamie has that song, a miracle would happen, which it happens right after the wedding song. And he sings about how immediately, like after you get married, all of the women that you want to have sex with you, like when you, when you have that as like a monologue in a very like secluded stage show, you're like, well, that's shitty, but you know, like it's a, it's, it's coming from like this very private, like fountain of emotion, you know? Yeah. As opposed to when you see it on screen, he's just like sitting with his bros, yeah. like drinking like beers and being like, I want to fuck this woman. and yeah. I want to fuck that woman. And then he does. And then like you just see like Kathy being right there and you're like, this guy like really fucking sucks. Like yeah. it's, it, it really like kills it's, it's, any it's sympathy you might have for Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, this guy's a douchebag. Like, it's just straight up. Like, And you, you could easily have that takeaway from the stage show, too, because, yeah, basically what happens is like. You know, he's like, my career is getting big and I'm sorry I couldn't save you, which for me is just like a whoa, what whoa. the fuck moment right there that he has that whole long song about how he couldn't rescue her and how she's jealous of his career and like completely ignoring the fact that, yes, he does ignore her. And yes, like saying like, here, I got you a backstage magazine. I think you're great. It's not like the same thing as like being a husband who is actually present in right. a relationship and going you know? to her show in Ohio or whatever when she's doing that musical and he like leaves early to go to a party. Right, right. And again, like in, in, in the stage version, you could say like, oh, you know, we don't see everything. So we're not seeing like other good moments they had. But like mm-hmm. you're just literally seeing Jamie be like this massive prick. Like <laughs> like it, it, it's just like staggering, like how much the show is not meant to be made a movie because like like it, it, oh, I, uh. but like, um, <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I was just sitting there just kind of like. Oh, my God, because, yeah, like, you know, I, I don't we, we get into this conversation a lot and it's a very popular, like, you know, social media conversation about art depicting people who are imperfect or who do bad mm-hmm. things. And, you know, is it condoning it or not? And, I, you know, I don't think this movie is like the deepest thing in the world that has ever tackled this. But, like, I think it's you know, what I think it, like, that Jamie sucks is is good. But the what what doesn't work about it especially in this movie is how it's framed. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you could easily, I think make the show work a lot better. And again, if you, if you have to have like this hyper literal thing where it's like, wow, this is about a really confident guy who maybe doesn't deserve his success because let's be real. The excerpt from the novel that he reads (laughs) is trash. Like, I mean, (laughs) realistically I I would buy, I would buy absolutely a major publishing house getting behind a mediocre dude with a shitty book like in 2001. I would Mm -hmm. absolutely buy that. But also it's just like, man, this guy like, what the fuck? Man? Like, yeah. this, this is just like this mediocre dude who just like, you know, shoots to fame and immediately like thinks his girlfriend and his slash wife is like a wet blanket on everything. And like, again, as I, I said, I mentioned I hadn't seen this in a really long time since I watched the movie when it came out back in 2014 or 2015. Um, and I was in a very different place in my life then. And like now I'm just kind of like, I don't know what the show is trying to say. Like that's 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 I think my issue with it is like okay well or at least the movie version I'm like I don't know what you're expecting me to take away I don't, from this yeah, film besides I don't, I don't think it's saying anything and and actually but it made yeah. me think of a think of something that's kind of an interesting question that I don't really have an answer for but you know mm-hmm. you you talked about it as being like the pinnacle of like when you're 18 19 years old thinking that like this blew your mind mm-hmm. and it's like I actually thought yes. of it as something even younger and I don't mean this as like an insult 
but like, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's totally fine. Almost like it made me think of like being like 14 and like never having had a relationship and just being like, Oh yes. my God, when I'm going to be an adult, like that's the kind of relation. <laughs> right. you know, I, I sound like I'm mocking Co- it, but I'm I like, mean, that's I, a very sincere I had never thing. been in a relationship. Yeah. So I had never been in a relationship. So, you know, I was an emotionally stunted 18 year old. So like that totally lines up. That's how it feels yes, like yes. I'm going to be in a relationship one day and it's going to be like amazing and incredible. And we're going to pursue our passions right. and maybe it's sort of yeah. like that fever dream you would have had when you're that, like when you're really young about like what, it, what might be like right. one day. It's kind of how it felt to me, right. but but like to an audience, right, of somebody who's that age, like it's perfect, mm-hmm. right? And they feel like so well mm-hmm. represented. And isn't doesn't right. that mean it's successful? Because like the persons, the people that it's for, for whom like it means everything, right. doesn't that mean it's great? Even though like we're old and we've been through all this shit and we look back at it and we're like, oh, this is like yeah. laughable and cringe and we want to die and we think it's like awful. Yeah. But like, isn't it still okay? Isn't it still good? Because like people who are that age, like really, I mean, I guess this sounds condescending to younger people. I don't, I'm, I'm trying mm-hmm. to like talk through this. So I get to the right words. I get what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, but like it, it has an audience and like that, yeah. it means something deep to the, to that audience. And just because like, we're not that audience, yeah. does that mean it's bad? Right. I mean, we, we've talked about this, like, I think this point of conversation, like, especially cause obviously we're not rent fans here, but like, right. I, also, don't get mad at younger, like like at thirteen and fourteen year olds and fifteen year olds who find rent, and it's like this thing that makes them feel seen because yeah. um, society undervalues teenagers and children in general, yeah. and 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 their thoughts and feelings, and of course they're not going to be as like fully fleshed out as an adult, and their perspective of the world is not going to be the same as an adult's. But like, you know, to some like, you know, fourteen year old gay kid who sees rent and sees like a show that you know. Even even if, as adults, we can go like, ah, you know, sees like, oh, shit, like I, I see myself in something that I have not seen myself in. God, especially in like the 90s and like the early 2000s. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it has its place. It's not for me. And like I never thought about the last five years in that kind of way that I think about, you know, rent where it was like, no, this maybe this isn't for me. You know, <laughs> maybe Dude, like, there, like, this entire about- this entire series is me just being like, this is not made for me. That's like that's <laughs> that's the pretense of that's every true. fucking musical that we watch is this is not made for that me. Is, but it's very true. <laughs> Hey, you liked Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge was Moulin made Rouge specifically for you. I love Baz, that. Baz Lerman just like one day was Our sitting down in like 1999 and he was like, I think there's an angry teenager out in California <laughs> who's really going to like this. Our boy, Vlad. Our boy Baz, God bless him. <laughs> Our boy Baz, who also apparently has psychic powers now. But yeah, like I, yeah, like it was weird because like I was watching this and again, I really, really did not. This was a hard one for me to watch and usually mm. I'm, I'm pretty pretty good at getting through these things but like but also I was thinking a lot about the same thing too I was like why did this mean so much to me as 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 a teenager you know yeah there's something about Jason Robert Brown's uh I, I know some the people who do not like him do not like him mm-hmm. um and I've said I, I'm pretty like neutral on him yeah you can definitely tell he likes Sondheim because his songs are these very like hyper detailed very like confessional mm-hmm. uh things and when you're you know getting into theater and you're in high school or whatever you know you've probably done like all the classics like Oklahoma and West Side Story or and then maybe you've seen Wicked or Phantom of the Opera and like these are all really big more pastiche type show you know like Mm -hmm. do you know what I'm getting at like they're not like as intimate as something as like the last five years and like I can imagine hearing this and thinking it's like the most fucking clever thing in the world. You know, like there's one, one of the songs that I do do really, really like in this show is, um, 
oh, fuck. <laughs> I can do better than that. It's 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 the second to last song Kathy sings. Mm-hmm. I don't like how it's filmed in the movie where they're like driving in a car and they're gonna like veer into traffic oh, at right, any given right, right. point. And I'm just like, <laughs> but like like she's talking I love about the that. Dude like that, that song... she used to bang and like he like left the post-it right. on her pillow. Yeah. Right, right. Like I, I like that song and I like her her summer in Ohio song. Like I think that's a really I've I, I took a acting class way back in the day where like that was the song that I was assigned to sing. And so like I do have a little bit of fondness for like a summer in Ohio and a lot of Kathy songs in general, I think mm. are I, I just tend to enjoy her songs more in this, but like um yeah, like they feel like they have something really truthful and intimate and different than what you usually see as a uh, kid getting into musical theater, you know, right. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Contextual. You're saying just compared to everything else. Yeah. I understand. I did actually really, really laugh very hard uh, at the audition Mm -hmm. song where she's like, Oh, I love that that song. I genuinely was like laughing, laughing. I was like, okay, you get, that was a good good song. It was a good joke. It was like that. And plus I was like, as a very neurotic person who has this very like, kind of ruminating obsessive like insecurity like yeah I was like oh yeah no I guess I was like that was pretty spot on as far as a representation of like what that feels like in the moment and the way that it sort of breaks uh sort of like what's happening around her I thought that was really really great that was my favorite part of the whole movie I do I do really I I love that song too that song um (laughs) yeah just like the why did I pick these shoes why did I pick don't look at my shoes the pianist is actually played by Jason Robert Brown that oh, is a really, Jason really. Robert Brown cameo right there yeah yeah so That's there funny. he is right there um and one of the the woman sitting in um the 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 uh at the audition table is uh, Sherry Renee Scott who is the original Kathy on the cast uh. recording. she was the very first play person to play it but kind of the person who like made that role to the public um a very truthful moment it's very funny rendered very very funnily like yeah. I, I had never heard something like that funny in the show you know that also felt so real, you know, yeah. it wasn't just a joke. It was also a, a creed de corps right, from sincere. Yeah, poor yeah. woman's heart. Yeah. <laughs> like she's wearing the same dresses. Like I did. Oh yeah. That scene is really good. I did like that yeah, scene a lot. That too. scene, Very that funny. scene stuck out um, to me as the best of, I mean, again, for me, that was like my preferred scene from the whole film, but we all know what my tastes yeah. tend to uh, veer towards. Yeah. It's so weird. Cause like, I think, and I, I'm just now having this thought, having not had it before. So bear with me, hold uh-huh. my hand for a second. No, let's like, do it. It, it's so weird because I, th- I think it does such a good job of like, because this is a show where both of them are suffering artists, for lack of a better yeah. word. Or I mean, suffering. he's not really suffering. He's, suffering. he's succeeding. Yeah, Jamie's suffering quote is. Unquote, yeah, he's doing he well. He's, he thinks he's suffering. Yeah, he, he thinks, thinks he's he like is. suffering. Though. Right. Yeah, yeah. But like, so like, yeah, you have these two like like tracks of, of, of two artists trying to make it. And I think Kathy's feels like the more sincere one where it's just kind of like, yeah, fuck, you know, like I'm trying so hard and nothing is going right. And I am seeing someone succeed and it's someone who I love more than anyone else in the world. And like, I still grind at this, even though I don't, I could just give up. And like, to me, that's really compelling. And then you have it contrasted immediately with Jamie's story, which is like the least compelling thing mm-hmm. in, in the world. Like, so like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, well, it all just sort of works out for him. He doesn't really like, you don't see him like really struggle. Yeah, exactly. He's, but he's sad because like he married Kathy and he wanted to rescue her and he couldn't rescue her. Do it. Like do it. That, that moment. And the thing, the other thing about, um, I guess Jamie in the movie is Jeremy Jordan is obviously incredibly talented, great singer. Like, but I don't buy him as like the Jamie type either. Like he's like, no, I don't buy the two of them as a couple either. Like they had very little chemistry in my opinion. Yeah, their chemistry was like very like it felt like a st- it felt like a stage show. Yeah, <laughs> like we're yeah. like yeah, like they were playing it for the uh, the back of the audience basically is what it felt like. But like um yeah, I don't I don't know, just everything about Jamie that 
you could kind of get away with on stage like does not work here. You're just like, Mm-mm. oh, so he succeeds and he succeeds and he hurts the person he married like repeatedly and then just kind of goes and uh, is off to just go have sex with more women, I nice. guess. I don't yeah. know. Good like, job, Jamie. Good job. So wait, so correct me no. if I'm wrong. So in the sequence of events, right, I got a little confused again. I was mm-hmm. sick, so I tried my best to sit through to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like they go to New York. She's trying to do all this cattle call stuff. And then it doesn't work out. And then so she has to like build up her resume more. So she goes back to Ohio to try and like be in like all these other shows to sort of like get better and like get more experience. And then she comes back and then auditions for that off Broadway thing where she does like a good job singing. But do they am I forgetting? Do they resolve that? Does she she doesn't they don't mention if she gets that show. They never mentioned it again. And like that's that's like, yeah, yeah, she doesn't get that show. It's just like another audition that doesn't lead to anywhere, even Mm. though she feels like, yeah, that that is like a note, like because that's more like text that was made for the movie to flesh it out too. that. She's like, I think I, you know, I've got this and like is very excited about it and then just kind of gets dropped. Whereas like, yeah, you're just kind of meant to assume that like she's just not nailing anything, you know, Mm. like that nothing is is working out for her. But but what show she's going to Ohio to do summer stock theater, which is like a thing a lot of actors do. Oh, okay, um, explain this to, to me. I don't, I don't know anything about this. You just do like a summer season to sort of get it under your belt or like... Yeah, get under your belt, get get some repertoire in you. There, there's like high-end uh, summer stock, like the Ravenna Theater Festival where you get people like Patti Lapone doing it and then there's just like yeah, your typical summer stock in, in Ohio. We have, we have a theater here literally five minutes down from my house. It's a really cool repertoire theater. Um, they do a lot of really weird, unique original shit, but we get like a lot of... Um, equity actors that come down in oh, so the it's, summer it's or it's in not the winter like a, to it's do. It's not like theater jail or something. It's not like a bad thing to... It, no, 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 I no, was under the no. impression when she did it because she was like, I hate Ohio and I want to go back that she felt like she was going like yeah. 10 steps backward like it was beneath her or something sure. like that. But, but you're saying that's not necessarily the case. It's not necessarily the case. I, I, I can assume to someone who wants to be badly on Broadway, sure. you would feel like this is this is all I have is summer stock in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, But like, it's not an inherently bad thing. It's just another thing that actors have, you know? So like, but, but again, like again with Kathy's character, I could see that being like just really frustrating. That Maybe it's a little bit of this, Kathy you know? having to like get some perspective that like, you know, if Patty Lapone's doing it, right. like, bitch, you're not better than her shit. <laughs> right. Exactly. What the fuck? Who the fuck do you think you are? Like making fun of your stripper roommate with a snake. That's badass. I want to be a stripper yeah, with a snake. That sounds like a lot of fun, honestly. Yeah, I, I know. I'm like, I would love doing summer stock in Ohio. That sounds great. Like, what the fuck? Do with the sound of music and the and yeah and West Side Story in the same season. Sure, why not? Yeah. yeah, sounds like a good time. So you know what? Maybe Kathy did deserve it. Is what I'm saying. No, I was thinking this too, right? And it's did you watch? Did you watch Chris Rock stand up tambourine? No. Okay, so I, he has this bit that he. T- I mean, it's not really a bit. He has like this bit of philosophy mm-hmm. that he, like a relationship advice, and that's the whole the name of the special is tambourine. And I always think about this. And it's like, and he says about like how, cause he got divorced and he's like, you know, when I was, he's like mm. being married is like being in a band. And he's like, mm. sometimes you're like the lead singer of the band. And he's like, and other mm. times you're the tambourine player in the band. And he's like, well, the <laughs> other person. And he's like, and you can't be bitchy and moaning and pissy. Cause he's like, nobody yeah. wants to see an angry ass tambourine player in the background. Like you need to slap <laughs> the shit out of your tambourine. You need to fucking play it with right. all your heart. And he's like, and you have to realize, like, sometimes you're going to be the lead singer. Sometimes you're going to be the tambourine player, but you can't fucking be shitty about it and pissy. He's like, you have to give whatever role you're playing in the band, in your relationship at that time, like you're all. 
And so like I kept sure, thinking sure. about that when I was watching this or I was like, you know, yeah. that sounds a little like it's blaming Kathy. Right. But it's like you just got to play the fuck out of the tambourine or it's the reverse. Like what's right. his name? Fucking Jamie, like being like, oh, I got to go back to Ohio. Like he's being shitty. Like he needs yeah. to fucking play the yeah. fuck out of that tambourine being like, I get to go back. Right. Right. Like that was right. that's just younger. Yeah. Like you don't necessarily learn that until you get older. It, it, that's why like it really struck, yeah. struck me as I got older. I was like, he's so right. Like you really do. Like that's how you that's how you sustain a relationship. Yeah. Is that like no matter what you're playing, yeah. you have to play the fuck out of it because no one wants to see a shitty right. tambourine player. <laughs> right. Right. It's like it's basically like that. There's no small roles, only small yeah. people. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that kind of thing. And like, no, I remember just like being I forget if I mentioned this in the first act, but I remember. No, I probably didn't because that would have been spoilers, I guess. But like I um, remember being on like. I guess like Broadway world, the big message board at the time, Mm -hmm. um, just talking about the last five years and encountering people being like, well, honestly, I know like cheating is bad, but I think Kathy kind of deserved it because she just wasn't fun around, you know, fun to be around. And like, I just remember being like, you know, and being like, you know, a dumb teenager kind of internalizing it. And like, this is like a weird thing because every, you know, marriage is so personal and has its own different dynamics. Um, and, and I can see why, like sometimes it is very, hard to be around Kathy as a character but like the thing that that gets me is like especially in the movie again because we have to make everything Mm -hmm. hyper literal and explain everything because we're all five-year-olds um you just see like you know (laughs) her her sitting at you know in the back at parties and Jamie just kind of like us like waving at her to get him drinks and just being like and then like leaving her there and I'm like no fuck you I'd be pissy too like you know like yeah like like, like, he thinks he's being really supportive of her because he like what like you said whatever got her a magazine and like a watch but it's kind of like yeah this is is, again we're just a couple of old people in relationships talking it's like that's him being that's him being supportive of her I'm saying this because of like having made these same mistakes in the past right is that like this is, that's him being supportive of her on his own terms, but not necessarily like sure, yeah. on her terms, which is like what being supportive actually is, is like, OK, right. What she right. really needed was for him to be there in Ohio and not to go to this fucking right. party. And because like right. you know, allowing her to be the star for a moment and like it was like a minimal effort on his part to have to do that. But he didn't do right. it. Right. Like, Anyway, I guess right. we're, tr- he, like, now we're turning this into a like, fucking therapy session about relationships. I know. I know. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. But you know what I'm friend. saying, though, right? Um, it's like, but like yes, I, yeah. I could totally see being like, you know, 21 years old and just uh, totally understanding yeah. that and just being like, she's so sour. Like, what the fuck? Like, just not. Oh, and, yeah. And, and ultimately, this is a story about people who are young and like can't see that right. past themselves. Right. All they're thinking about is like right. their own lives and their own careers and their own successes. So like it's. Right. It's somewhat consistent. Like, it's not really like that crazy when you watch it. You're like, okay, well, yeah, that's exactly how people in this situation would act, I think. Right, 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 right. I enjoyed it seeing it like live on stage, like way, way more. And like, I think that's because, you know, again, like I, I see like, especially as like a lonely, like. 18 year old girl wondering when I was going to get to be like the star. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and, and be at the center of things like, Oh, I like totally got Kathy, you know, like, like I yeah. was just like, yeah, this sucks. Like you're trying your hardest and no one sees you for who you are, even the person that you're married to. So in that way, it's like, yeah, like, the, like the show is honest in that sense, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, when we talk about like, well, should art portray good people or bad people, you know, like that kind of bullshit conversation. It's just kind of like, no, in in the no. sense, I think the last five years, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna take a hard no. stance and be like, no, yeah. Arch does no. not have no. any no. obligation to to yes. represent good people. It should represent whatever's oh. interesting, whether that's a good person or a bad person. 
right and like heart heart agree and like uh seeing it on stage again when you just have two people talking it's very easy to be like okay i'm in like this environment where a person is going to be themselves and like i'm experiencing like the range of that and then yeah the movie just see this is weird because like i watched this movie and i was like man did i really like the show why do i like the show but even talking through it again i'm like no actually i think i do still for all of its faults like the last five years as a stage show but this movie was just like nope yeah, no, nope, like I don't nope. think I'll, I'll I'll ever love it the way I loved it when I was 18. But like I can see what what but that's OK. But for, that's my point, know? though, right, is that for a moment when yeah. you were 18, it was like the most right. incredible thing you'd ever seen. And I'm saying like that's so profound. That's something interesting yeah. th- about that, that it's like, what are these things that are almost like like fucking it's a fart in the wind, right? For a moment, it's like the most important <laughs> thing ever. And then the it's gone. The last five years, a fart in the wind. Fart yeah. in the wind. But in that moment, it was yeah. incredible, right? It was so... Right, I right, think right. it's really interesting that it's like, you kind of shit on it because you get older and you get over it. I sound like I'm arguing yeah. in the case, like for this movie or like for this story. Sure. I don't, but again, I don't like it. I just think that's really interesting that like, you know, there, sure. there's a time and a place for it. And some people are just fucking really into it. I think if maybe you're like yeah. you're our age and you've been through a lot of these things and then it's like still really yeah. important to you, then it's kind of like, okay, I don't know. That might be questionable to me. Yeah. I'm trying not to judge you. I'd like to hear what your point is otherwise. But yeah, yeah, it just it makes <sighs> me think of how cringe I was when I was 21 and in my first relationship Eesh. and the mistakes that I made thinking that I was being like super, you know, so, y- smart yeah. and like not like my parents at all. And like, I've got it figured out in oh, a way that sure. they didn't. <laughs> right like even even that song that Kathy has towards the end where she's like I can do better than that and it's like she okay can. bitch let's see you try yeah. <laughs> you know like like but again that's a very like I remember being like tw- like 21 and like being finished with school and being like well I'm gonna be fucking better than all of like oh I miss that shit I, I miss that I miss yeah. coming out of school and just being like I'm gonna take over the world and being like the, oh, world, yeah, you- the world owes me almost yeah, yeah, I uh, remember like that ad too, and I'm like, again, like, yeah, very like, if I had watched this like maybe five years ago, I probably would have like hated it because I was still in that phase of just like, I don't like seeing you know art about people who are imperfect in a way that I don't think is interesting. Mm, um, like, mm. um, and now it's just kind of like, no, 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 no. I think this is actually very like written from a very real place, even if I think the framing just totally like blows it. No, entirely. I think you're right. Rent, like, rent's like a good comparison of like it's a person and like in that. It's 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 sincere in what it's trying to do, even though we don't like like the earnestness of it or that even though I don't sure, like it. Yeah. But like I get it. Like, yeah. I'm not shitting on it. Yeah. I can make fun of it. It's very easy, but it's almost like, oh, it's too easy. Right. To make fun of this. Like that's kind of pointless. Yeah. Like it's not a very interesting yeah. conversation to just be like, here's all the things that are stupid about it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, this obviously it sucked. And yeah. this sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm not I'm not interested in that. And so like I think that was just what was so hard about the movie for me was like sitting there thinking about all the things I did like about it and that I still do like about it and just being like maybe <laughs> this is just not the thing for you anymore you know I just yeah, I, I, I think don't that's I exactly don't think, it that's yeah. exactly it it's just yeah. you hit it yeah. again second time today hit the nail on the head yeah. therapy session god, I'm to the so audience you're still on fucking fire this week Jesus Christ oh my god I'm, I'm gonna just go and get my uh, degree in social work and then get my masters in therapy and uh, I'm just gonna go to uh, feeling explaining. Jesus the, uh, Christ yeah just, tr- just straight up like having people's therapy sessions on it <laughs> right exactly <laughs> But yeah, like, and, and you know what, as I get older, you know, what's the, the, the birds slash the, uh, old Testament to everything. There is a season. And sometimes that mm-hmm. season is the last five years, you know, there is yeah. a time for the last five years and then there's time not for the last five Basically, years. Basically we're on our grave. We're one yeah. foot in the grave. We're fucking dead. We're old as shit. <laughs> 
We have oh, no man. joy left in our lives. Um, nope. <laughs> Except for Phantom of the Opera. How dare you? I have uh, we almost that. went the whole episode. But yes, okay, fair enough. I, <laughs> sorry, it's like the one joy I get in life now. I think we had our own like last five years or last 10 years of our life or last 20 years talking about this <laughs> and the way things change for us and that the artwork that we love suddenly just grays in our eyes and just, we have to say goodbye to it. <laughs> we have to write a Dear John letter to it. I did get the sense, it kind of reminded me, I said the Christopher Nolan thing earlier, but it also reminded me of like before sunrise and before sunset. Yes, and before, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, it'd be funny if they did the next five years or something like it could, it could easily <laughs> see this being like a trilogy. Right. Um, oh my God. I, I, I'd be down for that. Hey, Jason Robert Brown, if you're listening, I, I would like to see where, uh, Kathy and, and Jamie are like five years from now or 10 years from now. So the whole parallel was like he's a, he's not a novelist in the first one, but he, d- he does eventually become a novelist over the course of the story. I can't sure. remember the first right, one. I haven't seen yeah. it in so long. I think he might. Th- I haven't you know, seen it in so Yeah, they're like on the train or whatever, and they have like the nice evening. But I can't remember if at that point he's like right. an aspiring novelist or he just ends up becoming one by the time they're married and all that. But yeah. I, don't, I think he yeah, writes think the novel that, based I, on their relationship or something. Like right. I think that's what yeah. happens. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Now I want to go and rewatch the uh, yeah. Before Sunrise trilogy here. Um, Ethan Hawke as uh, Jamie, please. Yeah. I, I could <laughs> see that. But I, that, I feel like that was like a big inspiration for it. That's, that's how it felt to me. Sure. To an extent. 100%. This was definitely an interesting episode for me. Like. Yeah. Revisiting something that I loved that I've not thought about in a long time. And long uh, time. sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But you know what? There's a couple of really good songs in that. I could see how all these would be songs that people, Broadway people would love to sing all the time too. Like Broadway fans. Oh, They're all like very I said, in, in the first, in the first act, uh, I said this and it's so true. You cannot go anywhere without people using songs as audition songs for this. Don't ever audition for anything with the last five years. It is overdone. Like good to know. everyone goes and sings Summer in Ohio. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, if you have thoughts on the last five years and we're sure that you do. Uh, and you, you said this was an easy one to stage, so I'm sure maybe people have, uh, been in shows, have put on yeah. shows for this. So post us your pictures. We always like seeing that stuff. Uh, let us know your thoughts. We are at musical splaining with no G at musical in with no G on Twitter at musical splaining with a G on Instagram. I am at Kavitarian on Twitter and at perma friends on Instagram. And I am why Angelina, why, like why the question, the rhetorical question, Angelina, why on Twitter and uh, Angelina underscore S-E-E on Instagram. And as always, please, 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 please. follow our sponsor links if you have not done so. It yeah. does help us follow our sponsors. Yeah. They love us. They love you, but they don't love us if you don't love us. So if you love us, <laughs> follow the sponsor links so that we can feel good about ourselves. Otherwise, right? you have to be the Jamie to our Kathy. Yeah, exactly. Support us Please. on our terms. Don't just tell people you love right. us. Show people you love us. <laughs> right. That tambourine, you guys play the fuck out of mm. that tambourine. Wise words. Play that fucking tambourine. <laughs>